breaking news from The Athletic. Hey everybody, this is Scott Burnside, senior writer at The Athletic in the NHL department, and I am joined today by Rick Carpinello in New York and Tarek El-Bashir in Washington. Breaking news and really kind of a, a, a shocker, but Henrik Lundqvist, the future Hall of Fame netminder who signed a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals this offseason, announcing he will not play this season, that a heart condition will prevent him from taking the ice for the Washington Capitals, and that his future really up in the air. Tarek, let's start with you. Um, I know you were expecting to see Henrik Lundqvist at a charity event uh, connected with the Capitals. Uh, what? Uh, how did you find out, and, and what's your what's your initial reaction to this news? Well, Scott, you're right. It was it was yesterday. Um, the the Capitals' annual uh, visit to uh, MedStar um, Hospital in Georgetown, where they they typically visit with um, with kids in the pediatric cancer unit. Um, it took place over Zoom. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist was supposed to be a participant. He was a late scratch. That kind of raised my uh, my antenna a little bit because it's just not like him to 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 to, to miss an event like that. Um, and uh, it seemed unexpected. And you know, earlier this afternoon, we found out exactly why. And like you said, a uh, heart condition is going to prevent him from from taking the ice next year, which is a you know, that's a big blow for the player and for the team. I mean. You know, you know, you, you know, your your initial reaction is, you know, man, I hope, you know, this future Hall of Famer, this really nice guy that everyone liked and respected, is going to be okay. Um, and then your next thought is, well, what are the Caps going to do? They're back to square one. Uh, they, you know, they had they had signed Henrik to um, push Ilya Samsonov, the the splendid sophomore, twenty three years old, um, for for playing time and to mentor Samsonov. And you know, now they've got a picked over free agent market to look at and, you know, probably a trade market they'll, they'll explore, but um, it's, it, it's kind of a, it's a tough situation for, for everyone involved right now. Yeah. It's, I, uh, Tarek, I want to circle back to you in a minute uh, for a discussion about what the, the options might be for Brian McClone and the GM of the Washington Capitals and what the caps might do um, as we approach, hopefully a fixed 56 game schedule set to start on January 13th. Uh, but Rick, I want to, I want to come back to you and, and talk uh, about Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, you've covered him for a long time. You spent a lot of time in close proximity to him. I'm not sure there's a more respected player in the NHL. And I know we toss those kinds of, you know, sort of accolades or or attributes around pretty easily in sports. But I think Henrik is one of those people. And I wonder what your impression was when you heard this news and if there was anything that maybe had suggested issues at the end of the Ranger season or anything that might have prepared you for this kind of news. No, actually, no, because, you know, uh, he's had such a uh, gift, a great career with in terms of his health. His health he's never really had anything except for in 2015, there was a freak, a completely freak accident. Uh, Ryan McDonough's stick got stuck in his face mask and lifted it just as a puck came and hit him in the throat. Uh, he missed 24 games with a very serious, very scary vascular injury. Um, you know, and they, they actually went on, Cam Talbot ended up driving into the President's Trophy that year down the stretch. But uh, that was really his only serious injury. He's had some migraines early in his career and he had a few tweaked groins and maybe hips and knees, you know, but nothing ever serious. So there was obviously nothing on the radar that would suggest 
that physically he wouldn't be able to play this year. Um, you know, you, you're completely right about a guy who's respected. And part of that uh, is comes from the way he handles himself and the way he conditions himself and the way, he, you know, he's his competitiveness is uh, obviously very well known, but his the way he works uh, and what he meant to the other goalies on the team throughout his career uh, as a as a shining example of how to take care of yourself and how to approach the game uh, it was remarkable and I think you know he, the Caps will miss that this year um, you know he would have been a really good guy for Samson off to learn from in, in that regard um, and if, you know fortunately for Washington I think the fact that it's going to be a 56 game schedule. Uh, you know, will make it a little easier for them to find a backup to play maybe 20 games or less. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, in terms of off the ice and, and a mentor to this young goalie, uh, they're certainly going to miss him. Well, and uh, Rick, you allude to the 56-game schedule, and I'm not sure there's ever going to be an NHL season, and, and let's let's hope that – that the this season does get up and off the ground in the way that the NHL and the NHLPA are planning. Um, but you absolutely are going to need maybe more than never a one and one, a type goaltending platoon. I think if you're going to have success and Tarek, you mentioned, okay, so what, what do the caps do? How do you pivot given this news uh, at such a late date? I mean, we're talking about training camps that uh, in theory could start January's second or third. Um, you take a look at the free agent list. There are some veteran players there that, you know, certainly not the caliber of a Henrik Lundqvist, of course, but, you know, I think about a guy like Ryan Miller, uh, terrific career um, and, and, and lots of success playing in high pressure situations. You know, Corey Schneider's another guy. Now, come some rough times in New Jersey the last couple of years, but I know in talking to Corey Schneider, he feels healthy and and would love another opportunity. Tark, what do you what do you think? Where's your, you know, if you had to put on your GM's hat, what, what do you think the best course of action for the Caps in a relatively short window to try and um, fill this void? Well, they're certainly in a tough position here. Um, like you said, Scotty, I mean, uh, you know, first of all, they're up against the salary cap ceiling. So being able to sign Henrik Lundqvist to that one-year deal at $1.5 million, that really did save their offseason because with Braden Holtby uh, headed to Vancouver, they were going to need you know someone, who, like you said, who could come in and be a 1A um, or even start for a spell if Samsonov um, um, had some struggles because it's going to be a compressed season. And um, now with, without Lundquist in the fold, like you said, they're going to have to either go out and, and get a guy like Ryan Miller or Corey Schneider, who, you know, there are clearly questions about how much they have left in the tank um, or, you know, maybe try to pull off a trade. I mean, you know, the first thing you think about is Las Vegas, but, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury is still due $7 million. Like that, does, that doesn't work salary cap wise for the Capitals. They've got to go get someone who is probably in the one and a half million dollar or less range, which is why Lundquist was such a perfect solution to their issue for one year. Um, they've got some players in the system. Um, there's, there's a uh, 24 year old uh, uh, former second round draft pick named Vitek Vanacek that they think very highly of. They are just concerned about pairing a 24-year-old with no NHL experience with Sam Sonoff, who's a 23-year-old with 26 games experience on a team that has championship aspirations. That's a, it's a whole lot of questions at the game's most 
important position. And oh yeah, Samsonov didn't play in the playoffs or the restart because he fell off an ATV in Russia and hurt himself. So he's been on the ice um, for all these informal skates, but until he actually shows he can make all those off schedule movements and really handle the workload, there's also questions about his health. I mean, this really raises a, a big issue for, for a team, you know, that that's got Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom and John Carlson and all these guys are on the wrong side of 30. That window's closing. They've got to, they've got to figure out a solution here real quick. Um, or uh, it, it's, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a real problem. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up here, Rick, I want to come back to you. And, you know, we talk about Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, he's going to turn 39 in March. Um, he spoke so passionately about, you know, looking forward to his new start in, in, in Washington after playing his entire career with the New York Rangers. Uh, we don't know how this uh, heart condition is, is going to be dealt with. We don't know a lot of things about, you know, what's going to happen in the future for Henrik Lundqvist. But I thought it was interesting, uh, Rick, you mentioned the, the New York Rangers uh, really turning a page with their goaltending. Alexander Gorgiev and Igor Shosturkin, both 24 years of age. I, at least from the outside, it has always looked like at some point Henrik Lundqvist will come back to the Rangers in, in some form. It it just seems like that's his hockey home. And I wonder, you know, way too early, I know, to 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 be looking down that road. But can you imagine, Rick, a, a situation if he can't come back and play that that Henrik Lundqvist does return to the Rangers and becomes a sort of off-ice mentor, whatever that role might be, for some young goaltenders who are going to be so crucial to what the Rangers hope is, is a, a, a um, you know, an arc towards a, a possible championship with their young team. Yeah. In fact, um, he did an interview in Sweden uh, at one point this off season where he said that he, he expects to be back with the Rangers at some point. Um, what that kind of position will be. We don't know. I don't know if he's going to want to be a traveling, you know, assistant coach type, um, you know, I don't know where he would fit in the front office, maybe in player development where they've hired, you know, some former players of theirs uh, to do great work, uh, maybe in a community services type. It's, at one point in some regard, Henrik Lundqvist will be a, a member of the Rangers organization again. And I'm pretty sure about that. And that will be either before or after his number goes up to the rafters. But, uh, you know, he's, he loves New York. He lives in New York. His kids go to school in New York. It's kind of one of the reasons why he wanted to go nearby and play in Washington. Uh, you know, he didn't want to go far. And um, but yes, I, I certainly do expect him back in the organization. And whether he'll with Benoit Allaire, his, his uh, goalie coach, who you know they had such a great run together, uh, maybe he'll work in that regard in, in a kind of a goaltending department. I don't know, but but he will he will definitely be uh, back with the Rangers um, before his numbers up in the ceiling. Well, certainly we will think good thoughts for Henrik Lundqvist and his family as he works through this heart condition. Um, Tarek Al-Bashir, Rick Carpinello, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, breaking news coverage. And please go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on this story. And to get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can buy a one-year subscription for yourself and get a free one-year subscription to give to a friend.